0: The the News on CJOB, with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham. For their annual convention, and we're starting to see a lot of groups coming through the city of Winnipeg and utilizing our convention center, going out to all the fabulous amenities that we have in this city. Michelle Stanford is here. She's Senior Vice President of the CW Group. Uh, Thank you so very much for joining us. My pleasure. Great to be here. What is the CW Group? What do you folks do?
1: Well, CWB... CWB stands for Canadian Welding Bureau. The Canadian Welding Bureau Group is Canada's source of excellence in all things welding. We are the uh, certifying body that makes sure that your families are safe with all the products and and facilities and buildings that need to be welded. We provide education, consulting, help train up and scale up our welders. And we have a whole not-for-profit division that invests in schools. We've put a lot of money actually into the city, into helping some schools and running different camps for kids.
0: Well done. Um, how many strong are you coming to the city?
1: Gosh, we will have probably several hundred. Uh, we have a couple hundred attendees registered for the whole conference. We have probably 70 different presenters that have incredible content of innovation and advancements in the welding industry, everything from robotics to safety things like that. So it's pretty widespread because I'm thinking just off the top of my head. My dad worked uh, in the natural gas industry, so clearly there are welders welding pipe. And then you turn on the TV and you see a show like, I don't know, Forged in Fire, and you see welders as they build knives and swords. So it, it really can run the entire gamut between art and and industrial, absolutely. And I'll bet you, when you leave this office, and perhaps when you turn the radio off, you're going to start to notice all kinds of things are welded. So safety is really important, but it's a it's a skill. It really is a skill. We have we call it a trade, but there are artists. There are are many people that have really high capabilities in welding. Actually, are women and are indigenous brothers and sisters because they're so good with fine uh, fine movements.
0: I used to weld as a kid. Can you believe this? My father owned a service station in St. Norbert and he did welding as well and uh, wore the safety gear, but he taught me to do some spot welding here and there. Something that you could not do now because you have to have proper training and certification and everything else, but fascinated by it. Do you weld yourself?
1: I learned to weld when I took this job. I've been with the CWB for just about four months. So one of my first things I did was headed to a welding shop that happened to be owned by a a woman whose grandfather started the business. And so now my son is very much into it, but he's, he's doing the artist thing. He's making uh, roses and statues and uh, less useful things, but (laughs) heavy nonetheless. And, are more and more women getting into the trade or skill, as you like to call it? Well, I'd like to say that we're helping influence that because we're really encouraging. It's a very well-paying trade. Um, it is something that the welding shop owners um, can allow you to, to do part-time. Um, it's a skill they have. It doesn't take a long time to be trade. It's a, it's a trained. It's a, it's a an intensive program, but we're very much focusing. We have an organization that we're working with the federal government on a program called Women of Steel. That sounds awesome. No, I want if you want. Yeah, no Michelle kidding. Michelle
0: Stanford is with us on six eighty C J O B. Uh of course, the Prime Minister here tomorrow morning in Winnipeg and into the afternoon. We'll talk with him on the start, uh McNabb, McGarry and um Mackling. Mackling. I see the three of them. The three M's—they're going to replay this and say, Kluché, you lost it." Uh, but the prime minister and steel and the tariffs that have affected us from the Trump administration—how has that affected you, uh, your organization?
1: Well, I'm—I'm I'm disappointed to share that it's really impacting the welding industry, uh, perhaps even more than we initially thought in the in in the initial period. We uh, just recently uh, re- released to the public the findings of a survey that we did of our. Of our members, our CWB association had over 300 welding companies let us know about the impact that it was having. And it's beyond the steel tariffs, which is what makes it frustrating. The 98% of all of those that responded to the survey having have had significant impact to their business. They are suffering from not only raw materials costs, the actual cost of the steel, which we would assume to be the case, but we have suppliers that are increasing prices almost opportunistically on other things, but more importantly, there are are companies that would hire a welding company to make a bridge or an infrastructure or a project that are delaying the project, especially if it's long-term, because they're just unsure of what it is that the steel prices are going to do. So they can't get materials. They're having to lay people off. Some of our bigger customers that ship to the United States and have U.S. customers said, we've got to outsource the United States because we can't carry the 25% to 30% profit loss. I would imagine that the impact of the pipeline not being expanded right away would have an impact on on some of your members as well. Yes, we've been we've have a lot of demand for the skilled trade of welding and it's very technical and very sophisticated in pipe welding. A lot of those welders right now are busy doing other projects oil and gas etc. but the problem is We don't have enough skilled welders in Canada as it is. We have welders that don't necessarily have the skills or they're located where they need to be to get the work done. The CWB Association predicts a 14,000 welder shortage within the next seven years. 14,000.
0: So get your kid into welding now. Yeah, no kidding.
1: Yeah, we've got lots of camps we run for kids to get them exposed. It's, uh, it's a hard thing. It costs a lot of money in schools, in, in, in high schools, to put on a welding pro- program. So it's one of the first things that gets cut because the materials they need to weld are expensive. You need skilled training teachers for you know, protection and safety.
0: Well, thank you so very much for joining us uh, this evening. Uh, your uh, gathering, your convention, starts later this week. Uh, again, thank you so very much for joining us, Michelle Stanford, with us here on six eighty CJOB. By the way, um, types of welding. There's like mig, uh,
1: mig welding, take? Yeah, Is welding. Take? yeah, tig, yeah. What else? Uh, uh, stick welding.
0: Stick welding, right? Yeah,
1: those. those are the. Three. I, I could do some spot there's welding. Two- well, well, that's probably one, of the, one Spot, of the other. Yeah. Spot welding is just one of those things. So, okay. it, like, typically you'll do a bead, it's called, like right. a long. Yeah, yeah. if you need. But if you just need to kind of lock something together. You tack it. Yeah. You, you, you just tack it. See? Look at you. Nice. You guys are impressive. I watch uh, nice. Fortune and Fire.
0: The News on CJOB with Richard Cluche and Julie Buckingham.